Welcome to MPO Sports Podcast. We've got the whole crew back finally after many months. And we've decided to put together 2021, the year that was, our highs and lows. And we'll even throw in a few of our predictions in the different sports. I'm joined by Jeremy and Aaron and Josh. How are you guys? Uh, going well, we're going well. It's okay, been, um, been a long time between drinks for this year. Been a while, so yeah. It's been a while since <laughs> uh, since the NBA podcast nah. had, had, didn't what? have anything but just mine and Woody's uh, voices on it. That's right. Life Good. gets in the way sometimes, <clears throat> but um, we've managed to managed to get together. So hopefully, um, more of this will come in the future. Yeah. Uh, so- yeah, Sorry, glad I could be a part of. Yeah, all good. Glad I could be a part of this one. And you know, twenty twenty one's come with a lot of surprises, and I <laughs> won't be shocked if twenty twenty two comes with even more surprises. Well, so, this yeah. is it. this is it. <laughs> and just just while Josh is speaking, I will make the blurb now, just in case we get carried away and I forget later. Josh will be doing all our editing work after we uh, finish this recording. So he's our sort of editor slash producer, you might say, in the uh, real terms. And I know that word button pusher can get you into trouble from another podcast. So <laughs> yes. I won't call him a button pusher. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I'm doing the button pushing at the uh, moment. The panel, panel operator. Of, a panel of, operator, panel sorry. Operator. Well, panel at, the, operator. at the moment, I'm the panel operator for the recording. But once the editing comes, Josh will be a producer, not a panel operator. And he will proper, quite possibly still use Zaggy 2's velvet tones of um, yep. beautiful <laughs> music to put together. <laughs> Hasn't changed so far, unless you guys, you guys, you know, request for me to find something new. But um, oh, yeah, look, it's going to be look, the same music. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I would probably pay my five dollars cover charge at a pub to watch Zaggy Two play his tunes. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, let's get into it. Um, it's been a great year. I just hope all our listeners had a great Merry Christmas and uh, having a wonderful New Year and avoiding all the. Um, COVID around at the moment, but um, who knows? It's like um, the government have just um, decided... We could get into a 90-minute pod. Well, just yeah. Bro- just broaching that subject. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, let's, um, let's just gloss uh, over that. Well, my, my thoughts were, um, what's that movie, the series, um, with um, when they fight from the different zones... Uh, what's it called? Um, Hunger Games? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's almost yeah. like our government's now playing the Hunger Games. But anyway, we'll move forward. <laughs> well, they're certainly playing games, <clears throat> but anyway, that's, yes. that's all I'll say. And from what I did to Woody uh, in NFL Guest Alliance, he'd probably make me his tribute. <laughs> okay, I'm taking... For those that actually pay interest in the lines, because I am actually officially boycotting um, the guest lines because <laughs> there's some creative differences there. Um, I would be guessing that Jeremy might have um, dished him up on a platter, but anyway, um, that's just. Oh uh, yeah, no, on, on a few <clears throat> occasions. Yeah, that's no, probably probably fair to say. Yeah, <clears throat> on, a, on a few occasions. Okay. Well, didn't have it. Didn't, didn't have it all my own way. Well, NFL is part of our discussion for our. Um, highs and lows, but we're not up to that yet. We're starting it with um, probably one of the more controversial sports, or I'll say arts, which is the MMA. Um, now, my excuse me, my high for the year was Nunes losing. I think it's the best thing that could have happened um, for um, the UFC. 
it opens up that, oh, wait a minute, maybe she's not the invincible. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, now to me, the pound-for-pound pound best one is um, Valentina, as far as I'm concerned. And my low, well, sorry, the only other thing that could make that an even bigger high would be Adesanya had have got his ass handed to him during the year. But oh, well, <clears> that, <throat> that, that could very well happen next month. One is hoping. There's still a lot of negativity out in social media land saying that uh, our boy Bobby Knuckles has got no chance, but we will see. And my low life, absolute low life of MMA. And seriously, I hope he gets COVID and I hope he suffers. And that's Dana White. He's absolutely destroying the sport. And I don't care if people like Dana. He's a wanker. He's a wannabe Vince McMahon and he's not as good. So are you saying, so you're doubling, you're, <coughs> doubling, you're doubling down and saying not only is he your low light, but he's also your low life? Yeah, he's just complete, utter scum. <clears throat> and Woody's not far behind me in that opinion. So, Look, I'm not, but I've got a few notes here that I've made for, for me best and worst of, of the year. Um, <clears throat> me worst was Dana and the way he treats his fighters still. Um, refuses to pay them properly. He turned one guy into a sex worker. Yeah, he just, he <coughs> is an absolute joke. Um, um, and he's actually, he's, he's brought the sport to where it is and um, he's the reason that um, it's going to start to regress as well. Now, if the UFC want to keep carrying on, they, on uh, upward tra- trajectory, they need to get rid of him. <coughs> um, but, that actually leads me into some of the highlights. I've got a few because it was actually a really good year for MMA. I've got the PFL and one gaining momentum. Um, they're, they're gathering a much bigger following now, um, especially PFL. Um, one have been around for a little bit, but PFL, they've, um, they're starting to get some big names. So um, Anthony Pettis has just gone over there as well. Um, so that they'll look to continue to grow. Um I did have Nunes losing, uh, or more so Penner winning. But for me, the best part was um, Glover Teixeira winning that light heavyweight belt. 42 years old, 40 fights, and he finally gets that UFC strap. That was that was uh, very, very impressive, and it shows that um, age can sometimes just be a number. Um, Honourable mention on the highs for MMA, I would say since Bobby Knuckles' defeat... His um, runner wins have been absolutely clinical. Yep, no, he's been very impressive. Um, especially that fight with Gastelum as well. Um, that was probably the best version I've seen of him. And, uh, yeah, I don't think Adesanya's going to get it all his own way next well, month. one thing that he's strung together wins have shown me signs of, I'm just wondering if he's ever looked back at some footage of the GOAT and just seen how it's done over five rounds and carve out a victory like that because there's been some comprehensive um, victories from him over five rounds. Yeah, there has. He's, uh, he hasn't taken a backward step, has he? He's, um, he's put in the work. Um, he said he's going to take time off um, to be with his family and he's done that and um, he hasn't uh, taken his eyes off that prize, has he? No, and I reckon, well, reckon, I believe um, Izzy is possibly got in the back of his mind, I could be on my back for some of this fight. Yep, 
if that does happen, I think um, yeah, Izzy Izzy might be in trouble because we've seen seen Whitaker deploy that ground and pound, and we actually saw against um, Barkowitz with Izzy that um, he's a bit susceptible to a good <coughs> wrestling game. Just um, before we move on to one of the other guys on this subject, um, did you see the most recent news on? Um, it was social media, so I don't always believe it. But it looks like Alexander the Great's doing um, Rumble number three with um, Edgar. Holloway, you mean? Holloway, sorry, Holloway, yeah. Um, actually, uh, it's looking like Holloway might be out of that fight. I seen <coughs> some rumblings earlier today about okay. about that. So well, I haven't actually caught up on exactly what's going on there. But I, I don't think it, even if they do fight a third time, I don't think it's a fight that makes sense. Um, but I know Henry Cejudo has put his hand up um, to step in as a replacement. But um, <coughs> Volkanovski is uh, talking up the Korean zombie, I believe. Okay. Does uh, he think he can carve him to pieces over a few rounds, does he? Oh, I just think that he's probably more thinking of who's deserving of a title shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Volkanovski, would he be any chance against, against Henry? It's hard to say, especially when they got, when someone's had a long layoff. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, he, he doesn't really go on to... Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say then. But, um, yeah, it's just, just hard with a long layoff. Um how, how a guy's going to come back. So, Hudo, he's always been talking ever since he retired um, as if he's going to fight, but always adamant he's retired. So, that just might be an attention ploy for him. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, have you got anything on MMA, mate? Uh, literally nothing, no. Oh, well, and I know, <laughs> I know um, Josh is in the same boat. So, we'll move on to AFL. Now, my high and my low are both connected. And they're both Melbourne Football Club. Oh. Geez. One. Hi, it's great. They've had a long break. I've nearly got over all the social media bullshit that happens when a team wins a flag. Well done, Melbourne. Time to move on. We're in 2022. And my low is Melbourne winning because now St Kilda have the, hot, the longest break between flags. So <laughs> that's all I can say. Yeah, they did, did St Kilda a great disservice there. Uh, they did. So <laughs> I, I think seeing um, myself and Woody stole the last um, discussion point, we'll go to Jez and then Josh and then Woody. Um, my, I suppose my highlight for the year was... Um, I can only... I don't know. It's t- I, I, I don't find any... I don't find any great highlights in teams other than my own. I don't know. They call me call me majorly biased. So, but so you don't really I don't really look at other team successes as a highlight. Like good on Melbourne. Yeah. No one on the flag. Sometimes they stop that they, 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 they some, some, Jez, sometimes in the sporting world as analysts or yes, you know, yeah. followers, we have to put our team to the side and look at the rest of the bowl. Yeah, I suppose the easy answer would be um, Melbourne win the flag. There was a, there was a bit of a Cinderella story to it, wasn't there? Yeah, I, mean, I think everyone's. Was, I think everyone's in agreement. Is there a bit of parallels between Melbourne winning the flag this year and 
Richmond winning in um, what was it, twenty seventeen? Yeah, you got to be very careful to just anoint, anoint teams as as. Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. in terms of riding that momentum and and um, yeah, and their the youth and I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. in any way saying that they're going to go on and win three of the next four or anything like that, but just yeah. in terms of that drought breaking win and they carried that momentum and probably the popular vote through the final two, didn't they? Just to, just to add to that point with Richmond, I suppose when they came under new um, owner, like you know, management and ownership, they did have a pretty solid five-year uh, five plan and foundation. They said they'll win, I think it was three or four in that time frame, and they achieved that. So I think that's why they've kind of they kind of dropped off because they had that plan and they achieved it. And then you think, what's like, what's our next five-year plan kind of thing? That's how I felt with Richmond Football Club anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose another highlight that was actual games being played and uh, people watching it in the stands for a start. Because uh, at the start of the year we weren't sure we weren't one hundred percent sure about that, were we? It's uh, it's it's just not the same without a crowd, is it? It isn't. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm actually thinking too, just for the MPO listeners, um, that maybe we should um, go to a game uh, this season and do a few recording throughout the day, and maybe put them out for the listeners to hear the rubbish that comes out of the mouths of some of you other blokes on this. Um, Sports podcast. And if, 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 if it's if it's anything like another time, uh, T Sands and myself uh, visited Melbourne for a night game uh, when we when we visited uh, visited the local establishment about midday and had to wait till about seven fifty to kick it to, to, oh, to kick off. So and that that was this that was the mail exchange. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Across so, the road, literally any, from uh, it. Any live crosses with MPO then would have been highly entertaining. I'll give you, I'll give you the tip. And, and it wasn't our fault that they had Coronas like at five bucks a stubby or some rubbish. Yeah, yeah like we're not made of stone, are we? No, so, no. And, and yeah. who's going? And who's going to drink light beer anyway? Yeah, what's the point? Um, I suppose the the low light. Well, a lot for me is, uh, I don't know, just the, the whole politics of it all. Um, I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to see just the footy get back to footy and not have to be, not have to be reminded about the next social justice issue on every every round of every game. Yes, we know, Jeremy, we won't take the knee for anything. Um, we'll move on. We don't need too political. We'll be political at the start, <laughs> to me. Let's move on to Josh. Highs and lows. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, uh, probably my high was... Um, Someone like Ollie Wines winning the Brownlow, so so that's because that's yeah, a good yeah. domination actually. Because yeah. because I, like I feel like um people call call it quite early and like you can kind of tell um who's going to win it and people had like had it on for like Bont and all that to win it and it was good for someone as you know hardworking and underrated as Ollie Wines to win it because I like the underdog and I felt like he was the underdog. In He's a this bit case. of a bit yeah. of an old school footballer, isn't he? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's that's why that was my high because it was just good to see him win it. Because like I, I reckon people had Bont as like the massive favourite, and yeah, it was just good to see him come and win it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he, uh, he pulled in sixteen matches or something. Yeah. So there's and no way you could say he didn't deserve it. Don't get me wrong, the Bont's a more gifted player, but Ollie certainly was the best player for the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, my my low is gonna be a bit biased, but 
like the shambles of Collingwood Football Club. Of you know, <laughs> no, no, no overcome. <laughs> yeah. no, no offense, that was the, that was nearly my highlight. That came in. <laughs> yeah. What do you but, mean? Uh, what do you mean, Lalo? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, some different. I don't want to be biased, you know. Not to, like I don't want to say anything about my team, but something different is a low light is just Gold Coast because I feel like they're just in the competition. Like I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see just, any improvement. There, I, yeah. I want to see. I really like. Um, I really like Jew as a coach, and I, you know, and I really want to see a team like Gold Coast improve. But it, they're just not improving. They're just there. So that's why that probably be my low light. Not seeing much improvement. And you know what? That's bit, you know, sorry, go Woody. Yeah. I was going to say that's that's exactly what I've got for my low light. Oh, there you yeah, go. The <laughs> AFL is just refusing to concede on that experiment. But they, it's like they they don't want to. They don't want to concede on it because um, they want to save face. But the longer it goes on, the worse it looks. Yeah, and, and they're gonna, they're gonna. Yeah, we know they're gonna try and roll the dice and throw money at Clarks. And probably at the end of this year, there's sort of, if Jew doesn't show any improvement, which is probably going to happen, there's probably going to be no improvement, unfortunately for Stewie. But just on Stewie Jew, like players not playing for him, that's just bullshit. Like I'd, I'd happily sit down and have a friggin' beer with the man. He's, he's, you can tell he's reminds me of a Scotty Cummings, that sort of bloke, you know, a guy you can sit down and have a yak to. It's just, yeah, if he can't get through to him, who's going to say Clarkson can? Anyway, what are yours, Woody? uh, Can I just add an honorable mention, by the way? Uh, Because it's, you know, it's AFL related. Um, Just a high, like a high is having Mel on the pod. Because I thought she was really good to listen to and she added so much and hopefully she can, you know, add even more to the pod. So I thought I would add that in there too. So thanks, yeah. Josh. Yeah, yeah. Mel was quite uh, Mel was quite incisive. Very well said. On to Woody. Um so yeah, as I said, I've got the gold casing there. Enough said about them. Um yeah, Melbourne, just Melbourne winning the flag, I think it's uh after 57 years, I think it's just a feel-good story. Um, yeah, I think mean, all of us have got a, maybe a couple of mates who we've known all our lives that have just been, just known nothing but misery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and the mates can become ex-mates if they keep banging on about it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also a very good point. But, um, yeah, and as, as, as Josh was saying before, like, He's talking about he doesn't want to be biased with his with his thoughts and stuff like that. But that that that's your prerogative as a fan, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. Right. I, I yeah, don't right. I don't think we should. I don't think we should show. When it comes to footy, I don't think we should shy away from being homers because we just are. It's a tribal thing. Yep. Um, yeah, but, so it, there, but, but we can, all, we can always is. after making a statement, we can always then take our team out of the basket and talk about the rest of the basket. But we can acknowledge. I barrack for Geelong or I barrack for Collingwood, unfortunately, or whoever it be, and just remove it after you've made your statement there and talk about the other 17. Yeah, teams. no, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, but you, should, you shouldn't have to qualify that. Like, if you buy a... Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if, if you've got a high point at your club, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, all right, cool. You know, say it. But, but, but then, show up then, another then one remove as well. that and then look at the, other, the rest of the 17. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. I just want to... Uh, one of the other best things for me, too, is just... Uh, the domination of Max Gorn on Melbourne related again, but I don't think 
that, like when we're talking about the best player in the competition and whatever, like he is so much better in his position than everyone else that plays the position. Yeah, I haven't seen a Rackman. I think he's just I completely dominant around the ground and taps and the whole marking. Guys, the whole yeah, he's good, but he's not as good as you are saying. It's just that the rest of the pool are weak. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going on and saying you know he's he's one of the best of all time. What I'm just saying yeah. right now, yeah, the difference between him and the second best ruckman is just massive. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a day. It's, it's, it's a, getting yeah. to the stage where you're gonna have a hack in the ruck and just tell him to jump into him and bash him around and try and slow him down because the beat Melbourne, you got to stop him. Yeah, that's right. Um. Anyone want to throw out a prediction for the, for the upcoming season? Uh, for for twenty twenty two, I've got a really. There's really always big someone. One. There's always someone that jumps up. And why not make it bias? Is I'm going to say, Josh. Oh, no, why I'll, not make it bias? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you mine right now. Collingwood, bottom of the ladder. Take yes, the, I don't. I, take I don't it entirely, to the bank. Yeah. I don't entirely. Yeah. I don't entirely disagree with that. To be honest, I, I reckon we're going to be. You know, the low part of the table, I feel like it's going to be a development slash, like, rebuild, in my opinion. So, I would not be surprised. I'm not going to disagree with that one. <laughs> I, don't know, I think I think the Cats might be heading that way, could be heading that way after round eight. So oh, they're think, not going to be that bad. If the season, if the season, uh, if the season goes pear-shaped, is what I'm saying. Has, hasn't um, Geelong changed their theme song? To what? To Tom Petty's Free Falling? Uh, that remains to be seen. We've still got um, we've still got the talent on the list. Uh, just whether we can whether we can put can it I, together. Can I like just add a small topic or slash we can kind of predict as well? Um, I just want to add something. So two teams that have been, you know, saying you know talking big. We're gonna be we're gonna be better. We're gonna improve. Do you think they truly will this year? And those teams are Essen and Carlton. Uh, do, you, do we see them improving like by heaps or not by much? That's what I yeah, that's what I want to. I reckon. I'll, I'll tell reckon you both now. Of them will improve. I reckon both will nah, improve. I'll tell you now. Essendon yeah, will drop away because yeah. I think they played above themselves, and I can see Carlton moving forward because I think injection of a new coach can actually, um, especially if you can get get the communication to the players and they actually it sinks in. I can see. Um, Carlton getting more out of a few of the guys that probably have dropped off the last couple of years. Yeah, I think, I think the scope of uh, scope. If you look at the scope of each team, which team has the bigger capacity to go from ordinary or mediocre straight to very good? I think that's more Carlton than it is Essendon. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm going to be biased here and agree with you. Yeah, uh, is it? There's always that one team that jumps from you know the. The below sort of 12th, 13th, whatever, and jumped into maybe the top six or the top four. Do you think they can make that sort of a jump? Well, yeah, if you can get let, – let, let's not let's – be, let's be real. The uh, the AFL draw is not even – Never will be. That, and never will be. So, And generally the teams who do finish roundabouts the bottom of the ladder play each other a couple of times. Yep. Play each other a lot. So but that's what I mean. Like, even, so that's, that's, the, reason team, why, that's the reason why. That's one of the reasons I've asked that question because we, you're all expecting Carlton to improve, um, and they're going to have a easier draw than most. 
and play a lot of the bottom teams from last year. So with the improvement and probably the softened draw, um, it gives the opportunity to be greater for them to make a bigger jump, doesn't it? Well, my, my thing is you've got two hurdles, right? First hurdle is make the finals. Second hurdle is try and get as high up in the finals. Now, I believe they'll jump the first hurdle and probably finish eighth or seventh, but I have question marks over where they can jump to the additional hurdle of actually deeper into the finals. But that's, that, that jump into a top four or top six or winning a final, <coughs> that would not be essential for this year, would it? With the no, no. Rescue coach. It, it's, the, the, if, the, if they the first get hurdle. there, get there and then build from that. Yeah, the first hurdle is get there. And if they get there, whether they get bundled out first week, whatever, they've um, got a tick for the season. There's teams on the teams on the come up to the ladder and finals positions. They're going to be well. I don't know. They're going to be they they're going to be more hardly fought after with the likes of Carlton and Frio and wanting wanting to make improvements and uh, and get up the ladder. So. And there'll, there'll be teams fighting to get back up there, like St Kilda as well. They'd be yep. disappointed in themselves, so they'd, 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 you know they'd want to they'd want to right the ship. Um, I I predict West Coast to really almost be bottom four. Yeah, there you go. I'd agree with that. I'm gonna. I was gonna say I would expect St Kilda to make the eight. That would be my expectation. I'd be St Kilda's expectation. And you'd expect um, more from King consistently this year too after another yeah, year under his belt. Let's be honest, his <laughs> consistencies for a second, third year toll is not really that big a deal, is it? <laughs> like it's just show the signs, which he has. Yeah. My and point is he's got that extra year under his belt. He should be starting to show more consistency. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was gonna gonna go with <clears throat> with um saying Hawthorne and Richmond will both finish bottom six, so I'll put that out there as well. But Ben King will kick more goals than Max King. Mm, he'll be um, given limited um, supply too, so that'll be interesting. Well, he'll be limited supply, but he'll also have a little bit of help there because they've got Levi Casbolt now as well. So, so the, the thing you're a big body up there to help him. Yeah, you're overlooking one thing. Um, the yin-yang sort of scenario with the brothers. Um, second half of the season, Max pretty much couldn't miss a set shot and Ben um, couldn't hit the side of a barn. So uh, let's see if they oh, can... There's good signs for both of them, though. They're both going to be very good players, I think. Yeah, no, look, he'll be very good at St Kilda in a year or two's time. But <laughs> um, my, I just w- want to pose one question before we move on to the next, next topic. The big thing I'm going to be watching this year is how well Geelong manage their list when they've got guys away for the Masters games, because um, that's got to put a hole in their list. Yeah, so, and, and yeah, and that's akin to akin to uh, football teams uh, losing players for the African Cup of Nations and uh, <laughs> and and, and thereabouts. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. I might be playing against some of those in the Masters games. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah we're no, coming no. up against Sean Higgins. Um, and, um, <clears throat> and just. Uh, sorry, sorry to like you know hold up this seg you know with AFL, but um, this was a massive talking point. Just quickly for you guys, overhyped or will he will he actually perform? Nick Dacos. This is what I want to know from uh, your guys' opinions. I I have no expectations for him whatsoever. I think it's unfair. 
I'm exactly like you. Yeah. Yep. I'm exactly <laughs> like you. Yeah. 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 Um, I say overhyped. I think, yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Um, I think we could probably draw comparisons to the season he's going to have with the season that Trevor Lawrence had in the NFL. Just the hype when it, when a kid's hyped that much, there's no yeah, way they could be up to it. That could be a pretty pretty accurate description. Actually. You're and only exactly setting him right. up to fail. And then the exactly big question right. is, how much football did he play last year before the COVID? Anyway, uh, he Not played he played just as much as anyone else. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But any any player coming off an under eighteen competition season last year, what's well, the last the last two years have been um, yeah. hindered with the amount of football? Yeah, well, the, the draft being what it was last year, so. Um, there might be a few surprises bob up, and I think we're going to see a lot of um, a lot of the third and fourth round picks um, be better than a lot of the first round picks, just because of the nature of the last two years. Yep, that'd be oh. good to see. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the next um, subject, which 2021 was a strange year. Um, it actually turned into an Olympic year due to COVID and that in 2020. So my highs for the Olympics, and I think. I believe probably quite a few of the lads on the panel may even have this, and that is the boomers' effort to actually yeah. medal. I think as far as Australian team sports at the Olympics goes, that was huge. And my my negative is it was a shame to see the dominant team in the men's hockey, which was the Kookaburras, go down in a penalty shootout for the gold medal and end up with silver. Um, so to me, that was a low life. So yeah. who, who wants to go next, guys? Yeah, I'll take this one. Um, the Boomers, definitely. Um, that's a, a fair shout. But I'll go to a, a sort of two that roll into each other. So it, the the tie in the men jump, men's high jump final where they decided to share the gold. Yeah, like you just, just the way that they both reacted. So that was Gianmarco Tambiri from Italy and... Um, Mutaz Bashram from Qatar. Like I think that was a good moment. They were just happy. They were happy for themselves, but they were happy for each other too. And I think that that's what that Olympic spirit, for lack of um, a better term, and risking using cliches, but that that's actually what it's all about. And then at the end of it, because that uh, that final sort of ran in synchronisation with the men's hundred metre final. So I don't know if you guys saw it, but when um, Tambiri, the Italian, was um, celebrating his gold medal win, um, he, his countryman, Marcel Jacobs, just crossed the line first in the 100 metres and they celebrated together when they found out that they both won. So I think that was a good moment too. Um, and, um, I'm just going to say my worst moment from the Olympics was there was none. It was just It was so good start to finish. You obviously don't follow the hockey closely. No, I just, it was, I loved every minute of it. It was so good. Well, I quite enjoyed, um, I quite enjoyed the whole, uh, all the swim team, actually. They acquitted themselves very, very well. There's a few, uh, a few, a few swimmers that bobbed up and got, uh, got more, they got, I think they got more golds than what they expected going in. Uh, so hats off to them. And also that, um, what was that, uh, what was that? Girl's name who did the bloody slalom, the canoe. Yeah, yeah, she's a champion. We'll just call her champion. Yeah, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know who you mean. She was awesome. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she was great. Um, uh, Low lights was our rugby sevens teams who were absolute shit. 
Okay. Uh, apart from that, just all, all I got regarding just before the we, we go to Josh, I, I also think an honourable mention for a highlight, which wasn't actually at the Olympics, but Andrew Gaze when they medalled. That is definitely a highlight of the games. Yeah, Drewy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, always, always been, uh, always been the emotional man, Drewy. Yes, and um, don't forget, people, with the football season approaching, he'll be back on uh, bounce, and he's an absolute laugh on that. He's he's just an entertainer, isn't he? Yeah, he's an all rounder, all rounder. He reminds yeah. me a lot of um, basketball's answer to Danny Frawley. Like he really is an entertainer. Um, all right, Josh, hit us with your best shot. Uh, well, my highlight's a bit of a unique one. So it, it's actually something that was added into the Olympics, which was um, skateboarding, because I felt like I feel like people, you know, um, like I listened to this pod with Tony Hawk, and he was really glad that skateboarding got added because he does consider it a really like high sport because it's Tony Hawk, of course. But I I feel like it's getting you know an honourable mention finally. But I. I but specifically, um, a gold medal to Keegan Palmer, who was 18-year-old. He was um, the inaugural gold medalist winner for like the event, and he was Aussie. So that really caught my attention in the Olympics. Uh, low light um, was the Matildas. I thought they were disappointing. Well, they have been for quite a while. They were, they were so, like, before um, Stadge got the sack, they were actually really, like, high, and they had high hopes. And then after that happened, they've just been mediocre and I felt like they could have done a lot more in the Olympics but with the World Cup coming up hopefully they can you know do much better on home soil funny you said the Matildas um uh, probably another low light um is Graham Arnold's coaching at national level um I I believe his coaching possibly cost us at least one of the uh, games at the Olympics he's never been a good hedge coach he's been a He's done well as an assistant, no matter where he's been, but he's always yep. been a very ordinary and, head coach. And uh, who can Practically, forget... he got beaten, not the boys' ability-wise. Who can forget the famous household names that um, that uh, prevailed in the 3-3 basketball and the sport climbing and the trampoline? Oh, well done, everyone. We'll, we'll never forget those, will we? Who, 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 who those po- talking about great sports, who polled the gold in the synchronised swimming? Uh, what form of synchronised swimming are you talking here? Isn't there isn't there a couple? Oh, I would have thought the um, the pairs, not the teams. Oh yes, uh, uh, was was there a male involved? I don't know. Um, yeah, we've spent way too much time already. Yeah, um, no, the, <laughs> the Winter Olympics is only a couple of weeks away too, I believe. So. Uh, I'm interested to see how that, that goes. Right. Beijing, maybe while they're skiing underneath there, they might find, Who knows? They um, might the... find a Chinese tennis player while they're, while they're well, skiing. Well, uh, <laughs> and also, too, the Australian team might um, discover another Stephen Bradley. <laughs> we will just wait. <laughs> uh, the next um, sport on my list is NBA. I'll start off. I believe the highlight for me has been uh, Josh Giddy. It's Josh Giddy, isn't it? It is Josh yep. Giddy. I think he's very really well. he's doing quite well for a first-year player. And he's putting up triple doubles and stuff like that in his first year, which is pretty good. And my down, my my um, low life light of the uh, current season is two, but they're connected. One, the Lakers' performance and draft or picking up Westbrook, absolute stupidity. Anyway. <laughs> Um, who's next, guys? We can we can go we can go on about that all day. <laughs> uh, um, my biased one would be seeing the Golden State 
in intact as a whole. Um, With Clay but, still to come but, back. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm uh, I like. I like Anthony Edwards from the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I like the cut. Yeah, I think he's yeah. He's he's wasted in that market, though, isn't he? He is. It's a, such a shame he's on their team because if he if he was on national TV most nights, I, um, I want to throw back to what Josh said before about Gold Coast. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Gold Coast just as irrelevant as each other. Yeah, they're they're both backwaters of the respective leagues. Really? And you can tell in the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL as well. They're just yeah, they're, they're space fillers. Um, you don't need to you don't need to look too far for lowlights in the NBA. It's just Kyrie Irving. Well, pretty much whatever Kyrie does is just a lowlight. Low <laughs> yeah, he's that's, uh, pretty, that's pretty much it. He's a strange cat. Yeah, he's allowed to play. He's allowed to play only uh, only away games. The away games. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I don't know how that's going to work out. Look, uh, good on him. I'll respect anyone that's going to stand their ground on these vax rules and stuff like that. But and I, I, aside, if, he's if, just if, a tool. If anybody was going to do that, it was all. It was always going to be him, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, it was. He's good on him always. for that. But I mean, he's proven time and time again that he's just an idiot as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Would that be yeah. an idiot to comply? Oh yeah. He's yeah. very talented. That's not up for debate. He would um, <laughs> fit nicely into the great playership bloke category. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a talented man. But oh, he's so, a, so he'd be up rather, there with Harden. Uh, rather, rather, uh, rather obscure, diverse, yep, sure backward, uh, backward personality. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, um, he's just himself, isn't he? So you've got to respect that a little bit. He, he doesn't care what others think of him. He goes and he, he does him, doesn't he? Yeah, and I was going to say maybe a highlight was um, the the Knicks coming back to relevance as well. But if you look at the standings now, they're no, they back, back to, to <laughs> back the to Knicks, where they were. Sometimes the Knicks are just going to nick, aren't they? Yeah, they're just going to nick. Anyway, it was good while it lasted. Um, for me, I've just got Giannis um, dominating the finals. That. Um, you're unlikely to see just a guy dominate a series of games in any sport like he did. He, yeah, he fig- it's like he figured it out those whole playoffs. His yeah. sort of brain was working over so time. I, it's like, I oh, he's at, like, oh, hey, I can go here and they can't stop me. So All I looked right, at his stats. Doing. Yeah. Look, yeah, looked at his stats. So went six games. He averaged 35.2 points, 13.2 rebounds. 5.2 assists, 1.8 blocks, and then he just put up the half century in game six. Yeah, and Phoenix had no answer. If he wanted to get inside on him, he could any time yeah, he wanted. He just, um, he, yeah, DeAndre Ayton had nothing, did he? Just could not, could not hang with him. That, at was, all. A, that was a difference in the end because that was probably, a, it was probably a closer series than what you might have thought. Yeah. Um, that, that game's, that, that game five was sort of, it was going down the wire at some point. But, yeah, uh, and, and the mo- the most impressive thing about that was just, um, well, he was in doubt for that final series as well after hurting his knee in um, yeah against the uh, the Hawks in the in the conference final. So to come back from that and then just dominate like that was massive. I think um, um, when I w- want to watch a dominant game, I'll get out the old Lakers dynasty um, DVD and watch. 
a young Magic Johnson in game six. That's, but anyway. that's, that's, that's a bit more of a, a team team thing, though. But just from one bloke dominating a contest, Giannis was just unstoppable. Um, by memory, in game six, the young Magic Johnson dominated the game when Kareem was out. But anyway, that is, that not, is not for a whole series. Uh, not for the whole absolutely series. Absolutely true. But we are here for 20 But he had Kareem right. for the whole series by that game. But... Um, no, he did. He did like 42 points, 15 rebounds. My started in the centre. Yeah. My low light is just a bugbear of mine, and it's happened for years, and it's going to happen for years more. It's NBA fans, and I'm going to say NBA fans in inverted commas here, <clears throat> thinking that the Jordan versus LeBron argument is relevant and has substance. You can. A lot, a lot of people don't realise this, but it's not actually illegal um, to appreciate both of them. No, it isn't. You don't yeah. have to like one and hate the other. You personally, can think that Jordan is the best. And personally, I'm just going to say Jordan, it's going to be a bit hypocritical to my point, but <clears throat> Jordan is the best player that's played the game. For me, LeBron is the second best player um, and the gap isn't that big. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll, I'll just beg to differ that neither of them are the greatest player to play the game. But um, one thing is for certain, though, MJ is the king of the shit bikes. Oh, he's definitely up there for sure. A worthy uh, nomination. I don't think I don't think MJ wouldn't have been would have been successful if he wasn't such a shit bloke. No, that's right. You can't. So he wasn't. Cool. He wasn't. That that goes hand in hand with uh, with MJ. Yeah. But he, but he is also quite um, hypocritical too. Like he'll, he'll carry on about the way he was um, treated by the Pistons when he was younger, and he'll bag Thomas and blah blah blah. And he was just as arrogant a prick himself when yep. he was winning. So I mean, take a good hard look at yourself, you monkey. Anyway, <laughs> um, Josh, what are your thoughts on the NBA? You got any, mate? Um, yeah, just, uh, just quickly. Uh, so my high, right. So just a small story. So I bought, I bought a bulls jump of like 20 bucks, really like the jumper. I wear it all the time. You know, I'm not, it's not because I'm a passionate fan or anything. I just like the jumper. Right. But hey, I had people, you know, from their cars yelling at me, bulls are shit. You're such a glory hunter. Bulls are, like, I, I'm not even lying so many times for the past year. And now I can laugh at them because bulls are actually doing all right now. So even though I wasn't really, I wasn't yeah, really uh, number one in the East. The, uh, <laughs> well, myself and um, Jeremy, when we did the uh, NBA preseason stuff, we um, we were bull- <coughs> bullish on the Bulls, weren't we? We were, we were, we were. We, we, we said had they the, had, we, 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 did some, we have the over? We, went, we had the over. I think we baby. did, but we yeah. just thought the, the team they've assembled, um, they may not win, but they're just going to be so much like fun to watch. It was, it was kooky, but it might just work. And, and it's worked a turn. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, is it crazy? <laughs> is it crazy to put DeRozan in MVP calculations? Um, in the conversation, but uh, bona fide starting all star, definitely. Yeah, no. So the Bulls, they've just we 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 were a bit excited about what they might be able to produce, and they haven't let us down so far. They so have not let us down. I'm actually glad you brought them up, Josh. That was yeah, good. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can laugh at them now, but uh. No, my uh, my lows, yeah, Lakers' performance. I thought Lakers were going to do much better. They're, they're what, they're sixth now? I think I thought they were going to do much better See, than that. The, yeah, uh, the Lakers being yeah, that bad, yeah. that's a highlight yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, an honourable mention, 
this is, this is a bit gimmicky. It's nothing important, but um, Kyrie shoes. I I'm a massive fan of them. I got ha- I got heaps <laughs> of Kyrie shoes. I love the I love the style they bring. And if they make a black and green shoe, they can show up and take my money. So I just want to add that. Point. Uh, no, no offense, Josh. Um, I hope you're saying prayers at night time for the eight year olds working in the sweatshops and God knows where to make those said shoes. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, but regardless of that, they're really nice. Like, you know, like they're, you know, just, I really like the shoes. That, that's just the point I want to make. They're really nice shoes. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. And what, what, are they Nike? Nike, yeah, they're Nike in there. I just like the style they have on them. And, you know, I've got a black and gold pair, white and gold pair. It's like the colors are nice and the style. So if anyone, like never seen a pair, they should have a look because I'm a massive fan of them. So they're um <laughs> in in keeping with the the Kyrie theme, um I'm guessing that the soul of them is flat, much like the Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's no, nicely done. Didn't you? <laughs> no, nicely done. And um, for all my fellow Laker Nation supporters out there, just ignore uh, Woody's positive about us not traveling too well we'll move on to the nfl <laughs> uh, we have the nfl and my highlights is because our two experts on the nfl had no idea when they did their preview but the cowboys oh, 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 uh, the cowboys! We, we did get that one wrong what, yeah. what, the what, cowboys! what, what, what highlights mm. are we speaking of here can you be so specific the fact that they're fucking won games <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> um, um, and, and sorry for my Bev Bev show um, sort of rant. Uh, okay, now yeah, look, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so all right, they've won. The, they've won their division, um, which you oh, said they wouldn't. And but you, maybe they uh, they think they have bigger fish to fry. Maybe they do, but I'm just happy the fact that the two experts on NFL actually... didn't have them winning their division. Well, you know, it was a close-run thing in the end between them and the Eagles, wasn't it, Woody? Um, oh, look, closer than I ever thought it was. Like, I yeah. didn't have the... I must say, I, th- I think I had Washington winning the division, so I was only about seven wins shy on them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now the the Cowboys have gone... And you know what? I, I'm a Philly fan, so I'm meant to hate everything Cowboys-related, but... There's one bloke on their team that gets me excited, and I've not been shy about that at all. So, he's Micah on the Parsons. He's on the defence in the... Yeah. And I I believe I was talking him up as maybe a, a prospect that Philly should have drafted last year, wasn't I, Jez? Yeah, well, they've picked up a couple of names in their defence that can make plays now, which has uh, helped them enormously. Is that a big difference? It is oh, a big massive, difference. Massive, if, you, yeah. if you if you can if you can uh, you can stop downs and turn the ball over, it goes a long way to your winning games. And their offense was never an issue; it was defense, wasn't it? That is correct. That would that let them down big time. Yeah, the previous <coughs> season, but seems to have righted that ship a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I don't have a negative because I don't follow the game close enough to have a negative. Um, so we'll move on to one of our. Actually, no, we won't move on to one of our budding experts. Josh, you got any NFL um, highlights or lowlights? Uh, not as not as much as Jeremy and and um and Woody with this one. I'll I'll let them take over because this is you know they love this game and 
you know, these these guys have made me actually try to look at the sport a lot more, and you know, I might try to watch a few games, you know, as well. So I'll uh, I'll I'll leave the floor to them for this. Uh, game. So so obviously, yeah. just before we move on, we know their their highlight is the Cowboys. So we'll just go straight to their low light. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, my, well, my highlight's an interesting one because we've got an extra game or an extra round this year. So 17 games, 17 games instead of 16. So that's an extra week of NFL football I get to wake up to. So to me, that's a highlight. Um, I don't know. Is it? A, I don't know if it's a highlight. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase have been fun to watch this year. Yeah, they certainly they? have. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they've, they've been fun to watch. If there's um, a team on the right path, it's them, isn't it? Yeah, they're more like they're the, they're. Uh, you would say they're probably the AFC's version of the Cardinals, but more fun. Yep. Than the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. You watch no, the Cardinals. You watch the Cardinals, and you think, well, why aren't why isn't Cliff making Kyler do this with all Kyler's weapons? But um. But uh, yeah, the Bengals are actually sort of the more fun team to. Oh, I'll tell you what, and Kyler Murray, he's he's probably one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch anyway. So I'm glad you brought him up as well. But yeah, I've got to got to jump jump on board with that that Bengals nomination. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't mind the Bengals. Um, um, another another highlight is the uh, the Detroit Lions just providing us with weekly entertainment again. They they never fail to. They never fail to come up with re- with ways in which to lose games and differently as well. And and just Can't new ways all the time. They keep they yeah, keep reinventing that wheel, don't they? Yeah. yeah. What's that else? So the lines gonna line. So um, yeah. So they're highlights for me. Uh, uh, low lights. Um, last year wasn't a great year for the Forty uh, ers with the, all their names missing, and still their playoffs are still on the knife's edge at the moment. But um, I think we uh, and Woody was very low on the Chiefs earlier on. I think he still might be, but um, I don't know. They're, to me, they're my team to beat. Um, there's on social media. There, there's a lot of stuff that gets put up with fights in the crowd of certain NFL teams' games. Do you recall which team that is? It escapes me at the moment. Might be the Eagles. Might be Eagles game. Look, the the Eagles are a very very passionate bunch. That is the Eagles thing, I think. They fight in the car park and all. They don't just worry about in the game. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find a more passionate Uh, supporter base. Was it uh, the Ravens Packers game? Maybe. Oh no! I'm just saying in general, there was one team that there was consistently each week fights and that on social media. I think there might even be a page dedicated to it, and I think it is actually the Eagles. Yeah, I mean that's a Philadelphia thing. I think. <clears throat> yeah, Come, it comes from a special place of passion, though. Uh, um, I'm going to. Which, which, if it was in Ballarat, would have been the old Lakeside site. But anyway, <laughs> on to you. Yeah, I've. Uh, I'll ignore that. Um, well, um, I'm going to go just. One particular highlight, and it's a very, I'm going to say it's an un, un, not a very sexy pick in terms of, you know, how dynamic and exciting the NFL can be, but whenever a record gets broken, it's a it's a pretty big deal. So it goes on the back of Jeremy saying that the, the Lions just found ways to lose week after week. They sure and, did. And in week three, they managed to find a way 
to lose to a new NFL record of a 66-yard field goal. Um, had had the field guard been from 66.2 yards, it probably would have fallen short. But yep. whenever, yeah, whenever a record is broken, um, I think it's a pretty big deal. And yeah. also, that being said, speaking of records being broken, if TJ Watt um, he's gets another two sacks, he will have the um, all-time regular season sack record. He's only one behind and, at the moment. And, he, and he, he pretty much got all of them against Cleveland on the Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Low light is Baker Mayfield. and um, He's, look, I, can't, I won't say he's cooked as an NFL quarterback. Cause he's cooked as a starter. They've picked up his option, but um, yeah. Which makes him harder to move on now, but... Yeah, I don't see him have a long, fulfilling career as a QB in the NFL. No, he's... he's uh, as someone said, he's just a sober Johnny Manziel. Yeah, precisely is what he is. What's, um, your, what's your low life, Woody? Well... If we're talking, are we talking low lights or low lives? If we're talking oh, low, it can be both. <laughs> if we're I, talking, I know I, I make the Freudian slip of saying it, but it can be either. If we're talking low lives, then um, Henry Ruggs probably needs to get a special mention. No, I think you, you can just sneak him into that, can't you? Yep. Um, what, explain to the listeners and myself why. Uh, um, so he's a second, was a second year wide receiver at. Um, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders. Mm-hmm. and he was actually starting to carve a pretty good uh, mm. resume, but then he decided that um, he would get drunk and drive his car at something like 160 miles an hour, and he um, crashed and killed someone. Okay. <clears throat> Is he in jail? Uh, yes, and in 40 years' time when we do another pod, he'll probably still be there. All right, so when I'm... 88 <laughs> when I'm 88 um, we'll be dealing with it um, well who knows what and, technology we'll be working with then but me, <sighs> the other one it's Raiders related sort of again but it's just we've as a society we need to stop giving in to this woke crowd that just complain about everything so they managed to get the um, Raiders soaked that the Raiders coach sacked over emails he sent 10 years ago when he wasn't even involved in the organisation. That's a bit like an Australian wicketkeeper losing his job. Anyway. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. And the thing is, with, I'm just going to go on this John Gruden one, right? So he, he allegedly sent emails a few years ago that um, were considered homophobic in nature because of the language he used. Um, and then there's a, there's a defensive end at... Las Vegas called Carl Nassib, who is gay, and he had to take time away apparently because he didn't know that John Gruden <coughs> was homophobic, which really is just ridiculous. Because this co- this bloke's been your coach for five years, he's made you a pillar of the defense. Um, there's a fair chance if you didn't know he was homophobic after knowing the man personally for five years, then you're just jumping on the the bandwagon. Yep. Yeah, you know, automatically is a homophobe after. I think I, I, I wouldn't have thought he'd be Robinson Crusoe and sending homophobic emails out 10 years ago. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But just that calmness him, Dave, pull your head in. Like, you know the bloke personally. You know that's not what he's like. Um, just because uh, a 
a word or a term or a phrase can be construed that way doesn't mean that that's the intention. If you can prove the intention, you had a fair point, but let's be honest, obviously there wasn't intention. No, and as Jeremy said, um, if we went through... Well, if we went through our own emails, you'd probably find stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Nah, well, I can 100% say it. Text messages are a different thing, but emails, I can honestly say emails on group chat from about, from about uh, three hours ago. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say, I mean, 17 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, no, but, so but let's just, I can let's say just, that. Let's just stop, stop holding people um, to impossible standards and sacking them over this just crap yep okay stuff. so all right is that all your loads of um nfl yeah oh yep. look yep. You may as well cut us off because you know me and Jeremy could sit here yeah, for well, six hours talking about NFL. And I know the next segment's probably only going to be Jeremy and I anyway, which is our sports entertainment. Um, my high is finally, the journey is complete for Adam the Hitman Page. Not Hitman, hi, uh, yeah, it is Hitman, yeah. Um, Adam Page is now the AEW champion. About Hangman, it's Hangman, sorry. Jesus. Yeah, Hangman Page. Hangman yeah. Page is finally the champion. Um, and my lows of sports entertainment is one man who should know better. That's Vinnie Mac. Uh, you should know better? Yeah, should know better. Uh, it's it's obvious. Uh, he hasn't known better for about 30 years. Yeah, and now he's got a bit of competition. I'm not saying it's genuine 50-50 competition, but there's another player out there with a lot of money that can actually put out a product as regularly as they can. And I just, look, there's still a gap, and there probably always will be, but I think that gap has closed a lot more than what Vinny would have expected. Yeah, he's, not, uh, he's not handling it well. I quite enjoyed, um, <clears throat> I quite enjoyed uh, watching Sam Punk return. Yes, and there was a definite pop. There was the pop factor was there for, for CM Punk when he returned. There was also the pop factor for Daniel Bryanson. Uh, Brian Danielson, yes. Danielson, sorry, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was quite a decent pop as well. Um, him, them showing up in AEW, which basically names that Vinny uh, Mac released pretty much. Which um, were actually quite significant names. It's, they're probably the biggest names. Uh, there are still there are still significant names being released by the. WWE. Samoa Joe's gone again. Yep. Yeah, so they're, they're on a bit of a cutting spree. So is there, is can you relate the... You'll know a bit more about what I'm talking about here, Tim. Can you relate AEW to Bellator in that sense, or are they a genuine um, alternative <clears throat> to WWE? They're a genuine alternative um, where there hasn't been an alternative. And I think their figures... A sort of they're probably not as global as WWE, but I think in the US, a lot of their uh, they are a genuine a, a, a alternative because um, you've got to know where to find them if you're not in America. Like yeah. I watch it through the Fight TV app, um, but um, yeah, I, I think over there they're a genuine um, worry 
Uh, worry as in they're going to bridge the gap. They're not going to necessarily win, but they're going to bridge the gap. And I can see if Vin, it's almost like Vinny's in retirement mode and just trying to taper things off and get rid of the company. But that's just the way I feel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I never count Vince out, but I, I'm not saying. Um, <clears throat> What he might do to to right the ship will be acceptable, though. That's just not that's just not Vince's go. What what gets me is with him is how he has it all his own way in respect that you let someone go, but you're not going to perform or work anywhere else for three months. I I think if you're sacking someone, it should be if they leave or they want the contract broken. Fair enough, but uh, I, I think he's just. Um, too animalistic when it comes to letting them go and they can't work anywhere for three months. Yeah, uh, you can say that, but <clears throat> at, at the beginning, the wrestlers sign up for it. So, um, Yeah, but in and, and I get that, but in um, fairness, um, if they were to quit him and want the contract dissolved, fair enough, but you can't just decide to sack someone and say they can't work anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Look, that's not right. There's a whole lot of intricacies with their contracts that, uh, yeah. He's a bit, he's a bit like Dana in that respect. A bit like Dana, yeah. <clears throat> mm. And there's also, um, before you go, if you're highs and lows, just there's also um, a bit of um, talk on social media that Triple H might be on the way out of WWE as well. Uh, I find that very hard to believe. Well, apparently. The reins have been reeled in a bit with the NXT stuff, and uh, he might have his be- a bit of a beanie's bonnet. Find that very hard to believe, being is uh, mar- yeah. married to the man's daughter. So if if There's... if that did happen, then who <clears throat> takes over from Vince? Because wouldn't that just be the obvious transition? I, my gut feeling is Vince wants to offload the company, not necessarily hand it over. Uh, <laughs> I, my 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 gut feeling is that Vince will. Uh, still be running the company until you literally cannot take a breath out of his mouth. So Yeah. Um, and that and, and at that stage, when he's starting to get that way, you might look at selling it. I, I don't see him handing it on because to me, the logical person to hand it on would have been his son. And let's, there's got to be a reason why uh, young son has decided to step away like he has. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's... um. Well, whatever happened to him? Because it's an honor. Shane McMahon was prominent back back in the early two thousands, but and he took some massive bumps too. To be yeah, he, he sure did. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, he's it's, can't say it's a name that I've heard in a very long time. No, and I, I do think he may. Jeremy might know more of this because he's more of our WWE man these days. But I do think he's probably still got a shareholder or whatever. But he stepped away completely as far as creativity and uh, performing and working there, as far as I know. Who was? Shane. Shane, Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got, he, he has other interests. Yeah. It does make you wonder, though. But uh, they, all, yeah, they all end up coming back for various reasons mm. uh, down, down the track. So, what are your highlights and lowlights? Uh, as, I, as I said, the likes of. Uh, um, Seeing Punk and Brian mm. Danielson rocking up in AEW, uh, low lights is pretty much anything Vince McMahon touched to turn to shit. So, <laughs> 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 uh, 
But uh, he, he goes through he goes through these phases, Vince. Uh, it's not a complete shock to me. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's that's not anything new. He's had the company for how long? For yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna have ups and downs. He's had some horrible ideas on the time, but you're not going to have good ideas without having shit ideas every now and again. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's just as likely to strike gold with something. Yeah, but the, the one thing he has, which he didn't have against him when he had the WCW as a competition, is the actual person driving the AEW has got the access to the bucket of money directly. So I don't think they're going anywhere in a hurry. And stay tuned for the NPO uh, NPO on the mat series where Tim and I go head to head in the wrestling ring. <laughs> where he's got his AEW cap on and I have my WWE cap on. Oh, look. I'll, you, I'll take some bumps. If, you, if you're talking charisma, the, that's where WWE is calling. Highlight about wrestling, <clears throat> uh, not necessarily companies, highlight about wrestling. If any of you uh, did catch the uh, series Heels on Stan, I thought that yes. was actually I thought it was actually brilliant, a brilliant <coughs> day. And, I'd, and I'm not even sure if it's been picked up again or whatnot, but I I quite enjoyed it. Being a fan, and you don't even have to be a fan of wrestling to appreciate it. It's actually a good drama, yeah. family drama about a family, and um, yeah, let's. And, and matter of fact, Steve Arnell's. Um, Brother is played by in the char- the character uh, which I think's Ace Spades. Yep. Um, yeah, he's actually played by David Spade's son in Grown Ups Two. There you go. Uh, and I, I can confirm they have been renewed for season for season two as well. I think it I think it really rated really well over in the US. So yeah, um, yeah. it was always going to get renewed for at least another season. That's the wonders of streaming services, isn't it? Really, um, it is. They don't have quite the overheads of some of the networks, which uh, I would imagine makes it a lot easier. But yeah, no, that was one of my TV. <coughs> that was one of my TV highlights for the years. I was quite impressed with how they did that. Oh, I must say too, one thing WWE do do well. I do like catching Stone Cold's um, interviewing of the past wrestlers. Yeah, they do have some nuggets on the WWE network sometimes. The Don Dell's page one was pretty good. Um, Very good. Really good. Um, Josh, I take it you've got nothing to contribute on the um, sports um, entertainment? Uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll add something uh, oh, WWE-related. Okay. Um, yeah, just having a sus of the moments and everything. Um, uh, so these are two WWE, um, e champion, sorry, WWE champions. So my high was Bobby Lashley because I like him. I've always liked him. My low yeah. was Big E because I, I think he's a boring champion. I think that was the most oh, boring champion that's, I've, that's, I've seen. That's, yeah, yeah. I could have told you. I could have told you six quickly. months ago. I could have told you six months ago without watching. That he'd be a waste to put the belt on. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Just wanted to add that. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Yeah. Can I just say to um, backward step putting the belt on Lesnar again? Anyway. <laughs> no, nah, um, that's a fair point. It's a fair that, point. Yeah. That's not twenty twenty one related though, is it? Is that, that that's a twenty twenty two event? Isn't it? Uh, I reckon I might have been very late. Might have been very late 2021. Oh, okay. I oh, know it's only just recent. Yeah, it's either very early New Year or yeah. very late around Christmas sort of thing. All right, so we're on to probably the topic where everyone's going to have something to say. It's the world game. And my highlight will probably be shared by Josh, and that was the double by Melbourne City last season. Oh, Not absolutely. only winning the grand final, but also the championship. 
Uh, wait a minute, is the championship finishing on top? Yeah, when they won the double. No, uh, the, the Premier, the Premier's Pre- play. Premier's play, yeah, yes. yeah. And the Dunny seat for the grand final. Well done. Yep. Um, my low of the world game is two things. All right. First thing is the basket case that hangs out at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. And Let, let's not, let's not, <clears throat> that could go on for days, that podcast. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I'm, I'm just pro- spoiling, spoiling my highlights. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just saying, please, Arsenal, start being shit so the focus goes off us. And the other low at the moment, um, which started in 2021, is the resurgence of Melbourne victory. It's putrid. It makes me want to spew. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? So back on back on top back on top where they belong, where they should be. Uh, let, let's wait and see. Well, that, club um, is, that club as big as ours just Jeremy. Needs Jeremy, to Jer- hey, 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 Jeremy, is it your turn? No. All right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, hit us with your best shots. I'm just going to share a few from both ends. Um, the so high as um, well, I got I got nothing against this team. But I really, I really admire what the coach has done, and that was that was just Tuchel, really, because he got he got the sack from PSG from not winning the Champions League because PSG that's all they won, and they're not going to achieve it regardless. Maybe this year, I don't think so. But moving on, Tuchel winning the Champions League with the average Chelsea team, in my opinion, I thought that was a like I know team you don't like Chelsea, but I reckon them winning it, I would have preferred them to win it over City. So Can, can I just say, what yeah. I don't... I'll, yeah. just, I'll yeah. just clarify my dislike for Chelsea <laughs> is it's a bit like Manchester City, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Their history is probably the last 15 years of success, right? They're both owned by oil friggin' sheiks. <laughs> They've destroyed the game by there's no 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 longer they're one of the they're two of the biggest players in turning the game from developing squads to buying squads. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and um, yeah. Look, you well, you're not wrong, but um, I'll uh, I'll be quick with my other highs. Um, another one is uh, Brentford getting promoted because I really think it's been a long time coming. They've deserved it because I've paid attention to them in the championship and I just admire their manager the way they operate like i really admire it like think of um the movie moneyball that's how they operate and i admire that type of method can work it's very risky but it can work well they're sitting in 12 at the moment so uh, they're staying up at the very least yeah just yeah seeing them seeing them in the premier league that's just like a high for me and just lastly another high is um uh the city like okay so this is going to trigger a lot of a-league fans and a lot of football but so City Football Group, you got Melbourne City winning, you got Man City winning, and you got Mumbai City winning in India, and also just recently New York City got the MLS Cup, which no one ever predicted they would even go near. So I thought that was really good to see. They might say, you know, oil football group, of course, they all win at the same time. But I think it's a really good like it's a really good like world moment, in my opinion. It's something you don't see every day. Yeah, it's hats off, hats yeah. off, hats off to the all those downtrodden teams like uh, yeah. City and uh, Melbourne City. And, 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 all and just a, they've, been, they've been in the wilderness for so long. Just another little highlight. <laughs> just um, and just, just a feel good back. story, isn't it? Feel good talk, story. Talking <laughs> about highlights and feel good stories with Australian football. 
as much as we bag Graham Arnold for being as useless as breasts on a bull, um, <laughs> how, how's how's Ange going over with? Um, oh um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. Celtic. Really, oh, what did, Celtic, Celtic, sorry, Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. Yeah. How did that? How did that cross my mind? Yeah, he's doing so well. How did that cross my mind? Of Didn't course, he win yeah. silverware yeah. in the last few weeks? He did. He, he, he won the Scottish Cup. He won the Scottish Cup. Yeah, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, why why he's not? That. Yeah, not coaching yeah. uh, Australia yeah. anyway. And he's six six points adrift of Rangers <laughs> in the league. So. <laughs> he's still he's still doing well. Like everyone read him off straight away, like straight away instantly. Like they wanted Eddie Howe, and look, he's working wonders at Newcastle, isn't he? I won't go there. But um, I thought I think Ange is doing a phenomenal job. Tactically, so biased, I just think he is. Yeah, to be honest, he tactic, yeah. tactically he must yeah. be a genius because um, the best the Australian team, apart from when Gus Hiddick was the coach, the best the Australian teams looked was when he was coaching. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. Um, in terms of uh, lows, yeah, I'm not going to mention our team, Tim, because that that's like a yeah. Which, <laughs> which- that's a whole that's a whole book worth of problems there is at old trafford isn't there tim but i don't know what's going on but there yeah. was uh there was, <laughs> there was later in the year later in the year rather entertaining game at old trafford. <laughs> no offense <laughs> jeremy no no offense but liverpool were dormant for 25 fucking years all right? <laughs> we ain't got that far yet it probably will happen, but we haven't got the All right. I see us going on a similar type of drought. It just seems that way because I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just uh I think it's just the old methods. We're just still living in the past, living in the glory, and I think we truly need a truly need to move on and start and start like looking at a new regime. This is where I hope Ragnar can help in the director football role. He can like make he can he can like bring a more modern feel to the club. I feel like because I feel like it's old fashioned, and look now I see it with Ola. With people were saying Ola should be out, blah blah blah. It's his fault. I really think this is all on the players. I'm starting to see it now. It's all on the players. They're just throwing Jose, uh, Ola. They've thrown them under the bus, in my opinion. I think it's the players. Their attitude is just uh, not yeah, not they acceptable. Did, they I didn't think throw Jose yeah. on the, under the bus, mate. He drove the friggin' bus. Yeah, I feel. I feel like. I feel like um, it was more Ola that they threw under the bar. I just yeah. feel like it's. A, this is on the players. This is really on the players. You can just see their posture on the pitch, how they play. It's a, it's atrocious, and they say they're unhappy with Ragnik. Why? Because they have to work. Is that why? Because they don't get what they want. It's just they're a bunch of twelve-year-olds. Honestly, bunch of twelve-year-olds. But yeah, I'm not gonna go on. This led, led by, <laughs> led by the, the biggest, led by the, the biggest twelve year old of them all, um, Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> and funny, funny enough, um, was it um, Phil Jones played and actually played all right yeah, the other night? He played. He, he, played, he played a very good game. Yeah, yeah, he played. This game right. in about yeah. two years might actually yeah. put a bit of pressure on young Maguire to actually pull his finger out of his rectum and actually start playing soccer. <laughs> but um, look, I swear that that just took over my low lights. Honestly, it's just them. But I can't really think of other teams that I'm more annoyed about. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not pissed. I'm not pissed that um Arsenal are doing well. Like it, I'm not pissed that they're doing well. You know, they what got, are you talking they, about? 
I'm not. I'm not pissed. No, because they've got young players. I didn't think they'll go near the top four, but they but they're contending, which is you know something what like, though. Like, <clears throat> something Arsenal, are, Arsenal are going yeah. okay, which is really yeah. um, disappointing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is disappointing, but the ones you got to feel <laughs> for most is um, Arsenal TV producers, like. When Arsenal are going well, their ratings take a hit, I feel. Yeah, yeah. There's much, <laughs> much bigger ratings when Arsenal are going poorly. Much more entertaining as well. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about Arsenal, which we probably yeah. shouldn't have. Um, I'm not really looking forward to Jeremy's highs and lows. So we'll go to Woody. <laughs> you don't want to get him out of the way. Um, yeah, so mine is... <clears throat> and it goes to a little bit to what Josh was saying before about the City group you know, winning titles everywhere that they go. Um, and it seems in most leagues, it's the same couple of clubs that have a stranglehold on the on the titles and the <coughs> trophies each year. So it was good to see Atletico Madrid winning La Liga. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, yeah. So that. That, that was a good moment for me. Um, just It just mixes up that, that Barcelona and um, Real Madrid uh, domination because it's uh, yeah usually just one of those two for the last however long. Uh, all, there's no a, one else there's really a, gets a look in. There's a perpetual highlight for you and Woody when it comes to football, and it, it resides in the German Bundesliga. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because they do rate a special <laughs> mention for me. So um, another highlight is look Borussia Mönchengladbach. They're still in in Bundesliga. <laughs> They're sitting sitting mid table at the moment. So. We're halfway through the season there, so yeah, they're in eleventh. Yeah, they're sitting eleventh. They'll avoid the drop. Um, they'll sit comfortably in mid-table, and hopefully, they can push up to. Now, how good would it be to see them in in European competition again? Now, now, now my, my question is, who'd you say? Because I was trying to adjust my ears because I couldn't quite hear it. What which was club? A, a Borussia Mönchengladbach. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for that little segue there, Jeremy. But. And, and that's, also, that's one of my highlights too. Is every podcast um, Woody tries to drop it, but sometimes I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed that Jeremy <coughs> thought he had to lead me to it, as if I wasn't going to bring him up anyway. I thought it, no. Look, I thought it was. I thought it was, it was a nice little segue. Just yeah. To, well, I'll, I'll save it. my opinions on Jeremy until after his um, highs and lows. But anyway, um, but my low, um, there's. There's a lot of the the NFL. They their MVP award is just a quarterback award. The AFL, the Brownlow Medal is a midfield medal, and the Ballon d'Or is just oh, a medal for are. Messi or Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the best <laughs> player in world football in the year 2021 was without a doubt Robert Lewandowski. hundred oh, percent. So yeah. he. He broke the record for most goals in a calendar year in um, the Bundesliga. So he scored 43. Jerd Muller, who's an all-time great, had that record for over 50 years. He scored 69 goals in all competitions, and I think it was about 25 goals more than Messi. Um, so just a, a big middle finger to everyone involved with the Ballon d'Or voting. The other thing, too, is... The gap between Messi and Ronaldo wasn't as great as what the voting showed, neither. I'm 
not saying that Ronaldo was ripped or anything like that, but even comparing those two, it was always going to be messy. It's just like it was the he was the flavour of the year. Yeah, but and and that too, I think one of the reasons it's a definitely a political award. One of the reasons that they gave it to Messi, I think, was he's now got seven of them, and I think Ronaldo's only how many has he got five, maybe. So it really just rules out any chance of Ronaldo having more than Messi. So it was very much politically and agenda motivated, that decision. And um, it really just tarnished the whole award and really doesn't give Lewandowski the recognition that he deserved. Hey, uh, Woody. Woody, uh, no no honourable mention for Spurs at all, getting Conte. I was surprised about that, that you didn't mention that. Um, look, I was, was going to just go try and get through that whole segment without mentioning them because... Look, to be honest, they um <laughs> they didn't say, really <laughs> Spurs didn't do anything for all twenty twenty one that rated a mention, really. They just they were just another team doing just I, nothing I, special. I, and yeah, look, I I think I still think Conte's gonna be a good Yeah. yeah. I, I think that apparently Conte was um was on the the number one man that they wanted when they gave it to um, Esperito anyway, but he wanted too much money, mm. and now they've had to pay um, one manager out and then give Conte the money that he wanted to begin with. Um, yeah, umph about him that like you know you can turn an average team into a really good team, and I feel like yeah he can do that, but this is man you this is like a lot more bigger pressures than. Spurs did back then, and yeah. PSG, PSG are like a massive team in Europe and in France. And look, he's dominating the league as expected, but the but Champions League is I a big pressure. Any one of us, yeah. any one of us, could get PSG to the top of the table. I think he's trying to get. I think he's finding it hard to get um, the players in his team to work together. That's what I feel like. And while Naldem already wants out. Like he wants to leave, so yeah, but that, that's the problem. Yeah. When you got players yeah. like that, you got egos involved, and that's why yeah. that's why Ferguson worked so good at Manchester United for exactly all those years right. because yeah. no one had a bigger ego than him. Well, the yeah, two the two greatest managers of egos in sport is Ferguson and Jackson, Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it's a it's a fair point. It's a fair point, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised either. I just feel like Poch isn't the guy. Isn't the guy for us? That's just my opinion. Well, my yeah. my opinion is they better put someone in place that can friggin' sort out those little girls' blouses because <laughs> um, it's a bit. I'm getting sick and tired of the absolute friggin' bullshit that gets dished up every friggin' week. Um, now, all right, Jeremy. Yeah. All right, he's been waiting. Let it off your chest, mate. Just for the listeners, we aren't in the same room, so he will say what he wants, <laughs> which is a bit scary. <laughs> yeah. right. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. I know you all been just dragging this out, so I didn't have to do more. Highlights. <laughs> um, now, I'm gonna, uh, now, my highlight is it's a video. Now, I'm, I'm going to put it into context for you, blokes, because you'll be able to see it through the Zoom. So, so, you know this man here, uh, Sir <laughs> Alex Ferguson. So this, yeah. so, so this is in the midst, in the midst of Liverpool handing him a 5-0 thumping at Old Trafford. 
which is all right. I was waiting for it. Now, look, look, it's only only one game. We're not going to jump around and crow about it. But um, you can see, as I attempt to press play here, um, there you go. You can see the obvious disgust on on, uh, Sir Alex's face. At this moment, this. Oh, there's Kenny Douglas. Fantastic. That's my favourite video of uh, 2021. Yeah, so you might, um, Jeremy will post that on our um, Facebook page oh, well, when we yeah, finish yeah. recording most, here. Most, most definitely. Just the uh, the agony and the ecstasy of it all. And, uh, um, the yang. We'll, we'll just point out one of the biggest wankers ever to play in England was Kenny Dalgleish. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, can opinion. I just say um, another <clears> low light as, we switch, as I look over to my TV and see Melbourne Victory playing Adelaide? Um, I was just flicked over, had a glance before um, at the halftime stuff. Another low light is Archie Thompson's bleached hair. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, Archie. Look, uh, the legend that he is, he, he's allowed to have bleached hair. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean we have to like it. As much as I hate Melbourne victory for passion, one of the best things for Australian football is Archie um, Thompson. He's just an absolute legend. Gives the crowd, no matter who you support, time of day, he's an absolute gun. He's always up, and, always up and full of beans. <laughs> yeah. My low light is not putting a multi on for Salah to score a hat-trick against us because I was saying he would and he bloody did. I wish I put something on Why a defender doesn't just friggin' take the red card and break his friggin' legs, I don't know. But anyway. Can you, like, can you, imagine, can you imagine what Fergie might have been thinking at that moment? Fergie would have been thinking if I was managing, he wouldn't have been able to walk to kick um, three goals. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he was probably thinking about going down to the ground himself. And... He was probably thinking, bring on Roy Keane. He'll sort him out. Yep. All right, let's high note Popovich FC. The only reason you guys are better. Any way in which we are better, I welcome. Let, let's let's be brutally honest, though. Any, any, I don't care how. We could have, we could have Jesus Christ on the sidelines. <laughs> let's be brutally honest, though. Let's, Popovich is a big fish, little pond. When he's gone out to a bigger pond, he's drowned as a manager. Anyway, nah, nah, he's a great he's a great A League manager. I knew Victory were gonna come. There you go, here. great A League yeah. manager. Yeah. His next yeah. job will be Forest Rangers in the Ballarat division. That's yeah. how freaking. <laughs> that's <laughs> how great it is to be an A League manager. Anyway, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in his next job. I'm interested in his, in in his, his current job. job. <laughs> I'm not sure if Forest are looking for a manager, but I've got obviously plenty of contacts with my affiliation there. But I'll um <laughs> I'll put the feelers out. Well, I'd rather him go to Forest Rangers than go to Vikings, anyway. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, uh, Jeremy, you've got to have a low um, of um, the world game, surely. Um, yeah, look, my low light, apart from Liverpool falling back to the pack after I was seduced with one Premier League title, um, <laughs> is uh, just... In uh, about 30 years, but anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, uh, just the... Uh, a complete takeover of Manchester City. I don't, don't see him losing many Premier League titles for a lot of years to come. Now, now I, that's a good point you bring up. I feel like, I feel like when because Pep, he's going to eventually leave, right? He his aim is to win Champions League, which they really well could, but that's his aim. And then when they win that, he leaves. Are they going to be the same dominant team? 
that, that's that, that's my thoughts. Will, will they? Be? They'll get they'll get the next best manager because they they'll get a manager they'll get a manager that won't get out of bed for less than ten million a year to to play <clears throat> to play that city philosophy. The only other manager that knows that is Arteta because he was the assistant. Yeah, and, he was. Yeah. Yeah, and are they gonna? They're going to convince him to come back to <clears throat> continue that City way of playing. I don't know. It's a well, hard, hard, the, hard thing to say. The other big question about City is, are the football federations ever going to do any more than just a light feather on the back of the knuckles when they do something wrong? Oh, I don't think so. No. Nah. <laughs> you talking about financial fair to. play? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, some other things when they were nearly kicked out of the Champions League. And... We've gone no, through this fair. whole <clears throat> thing talking about the world game and no one's mentioned VAR and what a disgrace that is. Because you know what, you know, like with that offside stuff, especially, Yeah. Oh, um, you know what, <clears throat> I think the Dutch league, <clears throat> what they do is they, they have VAR there, but if you've got they, they have the red line and the yellow, the blue line and the red line for the defence and the attacker, whatever. If those two lines are touching, they call it play on. So they have that little bit of room for error. Well, my my thought on the offside rule is, unless the attacking player is fully in front, as in completely in front, that shouldn't be offside. No, I think you, you you go off where the feet are. Yeah, if, but then that's still human error if that. Friggin' line anyway. But the, the lines are put on there by that's what I'm saying. anyway. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. If they were fully in front, completely in front, instead of a nose or a friggin' pube or whatever you want to call it. No, no, you got to admire the dotted lines on a player's armpit. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> yeah. But that's that, that's what I mean about. That's why I said about the Dutch league. Um, if if they remove that doubt, so if those two lines are touching, then they call it play on. Yeah, just to clarify the listeners, because it wasn't a because it was a visual medium that I was showing. It was it was basically just um, uh, uh, Fergie sitting there, bit, pretty pretty much on bit the fume. He was on the, on the fume, old uh, old Ferg. Um, and then just at the end of the video, just for a couple of seconds, you see Kenny Dalglish just with a big fat cheesy grin on his face. Time of his life. You couldn't get you couldn't get a, you couldn't get a more perfect moment encapsulated no. in one video. I just want to. Um, one more thing on the world game. Um, I think that um, that song that gets around every couple of years for England when they're in a tournament, they need to change that to "Football's Never Coming Home" because <laughs> uh, they just had their best it, opportunity uh, yeah. ever, and well, Gareth Southgate squandered it. Well, put, they've been they they will put it on ice until they're top of the group in their next uh, big tournament. Yeah, but football's it'll never be coming getting, home. It'll be it'll be getting uh, it'll be it'll be getting dusted off again. Don't you worry. But anyway, enough enough about that. I think we do agree. So is that is that all the sports? Are we? Are we done? No, I think we might have one left. I reckon we've got one left, and here we go. Oh yeah. All righty. Um, cricket, highs and lows. Well, there's a bit, been about, there's been about uh, three, nearly four highs. Well, <laughs> my, my, my high is started in the um, year that was 2021 and has continued so far into 2022. And that's the Australian Test team. Um, I think, yeah, 
it, it's almost on the verge of uh, boiling again, and we are won the Ashes. Is there a, speaking of, of cricket, um, is there a, a, a local superstar that sort of dusted off the boots that you've heard of, Jeremy? May, uh, may have flirted with that idea of, of rolling the arm over again. Who's this? One, one T Sands was talking about. No, 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 no. That was Lawn Bowles, my friend. Oh, that was Lawn Bowles. Oh, yeah, uh, going uh, for a roll. No, I was, oh, okay. Um, I, I think, well, I think, I think days of Tim just uh, eking out his uh, right arm off spinners uh, are well behind him. Oh, I used to be a keeper, Jeremy. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but no, and, yeah. So back to back to back to Tim's Tim's highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. My highlight is um. Oh, actually, um, getting back to the bowls before I finish the highlight. Might have skipped before Christmas, might have um, had a bit of pressure on the last bowl and might have taken five shots of them. Anyway, back to um, what I said was the Aussies and the Ashes. And I believe it might be the start of the climb of this bunch of guys in Test cricket. And it was great to see um, just recently New Zealand, who were meant to be the number ones, get absolutely have their butts handed to them via Bangladesh. So let's maybe... be honest. Yeah, let's <clears throat> let, let's be honest. No matter what, no matter what the rankings say, when it comes to cricket, um, Australia are never going to be quaking in their boots when they're playing New Zealand. No, no. they're not. But I think uh, it's a good thing that Tim brought that up because I, it's actually a pretty big deal. Bangladesh beating New Zealand, <clears throat> like. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've been toiling away for a long time and they're slowly <laughs> rising to some sort of prominence and to knock off the number one test team in the world. That is a massive story. That is that is huge. And look, my low life, it's a double banger. Um, first of all, England, because I would have much rather see a 3-2 test series and go right down to the wire and we win the Ashes. I'm not big on whitewashes and that's not really that entertaining. Um, for a purist of the game, I like to see the whole chess game play out through the five um, tests. And the other low, the low for me, and it's an absolute disgrace that um, Muppets out there think that these players are world class and they're this, they're that, they're everything else, is T20 cricket. Treat it as what it is. Hit and giggle. It's not cricket. No, I, I, I'll hardly agree. I'd much, much rather much rather watch the longer form of the game myself. I, I would much rather watch Test cricket or even fifty overs. Yep. But you can. That's actually. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to cut in here, and that's actually my my best moment of um, 2021 with cricket because it seems that more and more people are tuning out of 2020. It's sl- it's finally losing that. Um, that appeal and that novelty that it had. Well, the big bash in particular, Woody, they drag it out too long. As we've said on previous podcasts, you could do it in a tournament format. Have it a carnival style. Yeah, yeah, and do it within you know, three to four weeks. Boom, done. Yeah, but no, it's good that people are slowly turning away from it. Um, that being said, I'm going to go down with a few mates from work and see the Australia and Sri Lanka game next month, but that's less to do with the cricket and more to do with the people I'm going down there with. That sort of that sort of stuff. That sort of stuff is what 2020 is for. Is um, go down, go down with your kids or whatever. Watch the cricket, and a few hours later, you're coming back home again. Yeah, instead of having a kid at three o'clock in the afternoon, where are we going? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 yeah. it. If you if you take your kid to a cricket a test cricket or whatever, and at three o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock, he's saying that you know I want to go home. This is boring. You've got the wrong kid. <laughs> <laughs> you need to think, you need to think seriously hard about the kids. Yeah, you, you, well, you, you you've failed as a parent. You failed well, as a parent. or maybe you're fathering the milkman's son. Who knows? Well, potentially, yeah. yeah. You can you offer know. him back. Um. So um, your highlight. What so, yeah, my highlight is the slow decline of twenty twenty yep. cricket. I just hopefully it picks up momentum and it bottoms out, and we don't. Uh, Honestly, like I, I understand that there's a market for BBL, IPL, that sort of stuff. There is no market and no reason for international 2020 or even a World Cup. There's no need for it at all. See, just this past 2020 World Cup, just being the perfect example, where Australia were pretty much, pretty much dog shit for the majority of the tournament and just fell ass backwards into the... Because it's more to do trophy. with luck than anything else. You yeah. just it's, uh, if you you can have a really you know, a really hot night or a really shit night, and it can end up being on the worst night. If, if look, one player can find the middle of the bat a few times and get eighty runs, you're halfway to winning. Well, yeah. a- end of the day, if we're saying you know get rid of the international thing, if they want to do something above the domestic conflict, big bash and IPL that sort of thing, maybe have a friggin. Best of Big Bash versus best of IPL. One game, boom, she's done. You know, there's a little bit of international interest done instead of having all these yep. national teams play each other. And I'll, I'll switch, switch over to my low light. Um, in November, Australia were meant to host a test against Afghanistan, which would have um, been pretty big deal for world cricket and Afghanistan cricket, but um, I understand the reasons why Australia pulled out of that, but I just think it was a lost opportunity anyway to grow the game of cricket um, in in that region. <clears throat> yep, no, that's a fair call. And Jeremy, you're you're a man of the um, moment. I'm sure uh, you've got I some like, uh, interesting. I stuff. like uh, if, the more I see of the more I see of Cam Green, the more I like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's a, he's a fair. highlight for me. Um, he's and yeah. he's, look, he's and he's only twenty two, and it's just he's just somebody the selectors have just got to persevere with. You know what? I was watching him bowl yesterday. Does it? Does anyone else get a bit of a Ryan Harris feel about him when he charges in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and he's he's pretty tall, so he's coming in off the top of a pretty tall arc there. Yeah, it does get some actual pace. And he, he got some runs today. Yeah, he got some runs today as well. So, no, look, they, sh- they should keep persevering with him. Um, I think you could end up being the star. I'll tell you, who's, just while you're on the up-and-coming stars, I know he's a bit more mature, but um, I think we've found something in Scott Boland as well. I thought you were going to say Usman Kawaja. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've seriously found something in um, Scott Bowman too. Yeah, I think uh, Australia's never really had an issue with fast bowling stocks, though, have they? No, but he's almost got the fast bowling game to go to England and take wickets as well, though. He's Where, got, I'd like to see him on those decks, yeah. He's yeah, because he's a line and length man. He is. I was just going to say that. like you, um, When Peter Siddle was playing for Australia, you know, you could just count on him to run in and charge in all day, and he could be a little bit erratic at times, but he's... Scott Boland's got the heart of Peter Siddle, but um, 
with probably a bit more of the talent of Josh Hazelwood, doesn't he? Yep. Where he's just hitting that line and length and just he could charge in all day. So I think he's a good mix between sort of Siddle and Hazelwood. Yeah. And look, um, I just think his game will get wickets in England because he's not reliant on um, anything other than really just reminds me a bit of McGrath with the line and length, to be yeah. brutally honest. But I think he's, we, we are pretty high on him, but I think um, his test bowling average is now blown out to nearly 10. So oh, he, might, he might be on the decline. He might be a dud. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he might be up. All of a sudden, he's got some runs going against him. <laughs> so, so what's your low, what's your low Jeremy? Uh, my low... Um, I'd, I'd say I'd say England England's demise are low, but it's not really a low, is it? Well, it, it is for them, but yeah. Well, I, I it's just like, it's, it's, it's a low for the for because not it's, just a low, so it's a low for the Ashes for the but not just that the Ashes is a big deal for world cricket as well, and they've been bent over. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what I was saying. I'd much rather win at three two and have an entertaining series. Not knowing that Australia are going to get up, then yeah. when it fives it, that's just. Uh, I don't know. Their, their batting, their batting lineup doesn't scare the pants off you, does it? No, it's just nothing at all. But speaking of batting lineups, we need to find a replacement for Marcus Harris and David Warner before too long because they're they're not working out either. I, uh, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that'll be happening this series. Oh, no, no, but it's... And players tend to get more this, chances when... This might be Harris's last series, though, and David Warner might have maybe 12, 18 months left in him tops. Mm. All right, so, well, that's cricket in a nutshell. Um, Josh has pointed out that we didn't do a prediction for the World Game, um, which I don't think there's much to predict about cricket, apart from the I, fact... I, I gave one. Pochettino. Pochettino oh, you, to yeah. United. Yeah, you did too. Josh, do you have a prediction for the world game? Yeah, just uh, just quickly. Um, uh, this is a bit ambi- This is a bit like a massive call, and you know, to me, and you don't really want this to happen. But um, Ma- Wayne Rooney's Man- coming back. <laughs> no, Man oh. City, Man City to win the treble. No, oh. win the treble this season. Oh, how do you swear? Mute him, Tim. Mute him. Mute him. Oh. <laughs> we don't, we don't uh, want it to happen. I hope, but, I hope, that, I hope that's yeah. a sports bet one. <laughs> we, don't, oh. we don't. We don't want it to happen, but it's <laughs> looking like it looks. It's looking like the year, unfortunately. I can only accept you, Barrington, yeah. for that if it, if you got money on it. <laughs> yeah, and even then, that's questionable. <laughs> but um, another one, another one, because it would just be funny as shit. Newcastle to get relegated. Uh that's that's more likely than not. Is there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell you what, though, like that's been pretty ordinary. But um, Saint Maxim is very fun to watch. Yeah, he is. He he, is. he brings so much excitement. And uh, if just, they were to get relegated, yeah. someone might buy him. Oh, they absolutely, they will. <laughs> they got the richest owners in world football now. And could you imagine them in the championship? The richest owners in world oh, football. And, um, and Philip, Philip Coutinho is back in the Premier League with Villa. Yeah, yeah, that was really good to see. I really think he can be a game changer if he's played in his preferred position, which no team has done since the Liverpool days. Since he was at Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, my, yeah. my prediction for the World Game, um, I'll throw to Rocky three, and Club Lang being interviewed before the rematch. And my prediction for Manchester United is pain. 
<laughs> no, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, and, uh, and <clears throat> I just want to add another world game thing. But either another low, another low. Nate's portrayal to Ted Lasso in the season. Uh, that was a that was a great series. If no one's watched it, so you should, you know, you should uh, should watch it because like that was the biggest betrayal on television. <laughs> oh, all right, you yeah, 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 spoil the whole series first, yeah. Thanks, Michelle. No, but hey, I wasn't specific. I just said betrayal. <laughs> I never said I wasn't specific. Uh, yeah, I reckon. I wasn't specific. I'm gonna yeah. call one um, a prediction. Is maybe someone will listen to King Eric one day when he said he will coach United if they can't find anyone. It's about time. <laughs> um, yeah, but isn't that isn't that just again bringing old fashions to to you know to, you know I just feel like the club needs something new. I'll let you in a little secret: yeah. the players would play for King Eric because he'd flog them if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I just thought um, I just want to add those predictions in there as much as like I don't want it to happen, but with Man City, but it's a good chance in it happening. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it looks like um, we've come to the end of yet another wonderful um, dose of what we call MPO Sports Podcast. And um, I was going to say that myself. Oh, we scored. Sorry. What a cracker that was. And um, myself and Jeremy and Woody will be starting our punting again closer to the end of this month. And we might this year instead um, actually regularly let people know what we're punting. Um, We will endeavour to ramp up the um, social media content. Yes. And and I must say with our punting, we did um, get a little bit of Christmas money, which wasn't too bad, which I think was thanks to Woody pulling a very, very solid multi um, early on in the stages. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome. Ended, ended up being fruitful anyway, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, he has to be good at predicting something because he can't predict the lines. No, that was – that. Um, yeah, I I didn't cover myself in glory this year with Guess the Lines, but, you know, it was a bit of fun and um, it kept the content rolling out while um, us three struggled to uh, – find times to get together. So, so it kept the ball rolling a little bit. My question is, um, what's the date of the Super Bowl? <coughs> 14th of February. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, that, so you it... just to all those uh, male listeners out there that have their partners that like to do something special on Valentine's Day, um, why wouldn't you take them to the Sporting Globe for lunch? Absolutely. Yep. With current um, density yeah, rules, you may not be able to take them to the Sporting Globe. But anyway... Anyway, um, shout out to shout out to Nick D'Agostino who scored for Melbourne victory just then. Uh, who was scored an with a absolute cracking, cracker? Oh, with an absolute cracking oh, shot. All right, all right, all right, right. So, um, maybe MPO should have their own little um, Super Bowl party. Well, look, um, we can we can come. No doubt, we'll do a uh, Super Bowl preview. Definitely, like definitely come out. Yeah, definitely come under the MPO banner for sure. Mm, maybe we should sponsor a party. It could, uh, turn, one, one, it, it could it could yeah. it could turn into a Van Wilder sort of thing. Well, look, let's not rule anything out. Mm. Anyway, um, I think it's time for us to say hooroo. So, um, hooroo, Jeremy. Hooroo, team. Hooroo to Woody. Yep, no, it's been good to finally get together again. And hooroo to Josh, who will be editing his little heart away at some stage, and he is not a panel controller. <laughs> and uh, here to you guys. It was good to it's good to join the pod, and you know, and hopefully, just like, I and just just like that, just like that, it's one one, and then uh, 
<laughs> and <laughs> listeners, I do apologise. This is too. not the Melbourne Victory podcast. It is not <laughs> the. It, it is not the Melbourne Victory podcast. It was for about five in seconds. Fact, but our first in now. fact, us as podcasters prefer the John Lennon version of Stand By Me, not the Ben E. King one that has played at Victory Games. Anyway, <laughs> so Josh will be doing our editing. That's Josh Watson. He'll be using Zaggy 2 for our wonderful tunes. Stay tuned. We will have something out for you guys, possibly in the lead-up for... The Super Bowl. Um, in in the meantime, have you got any more guest lines, lads? Or is that no, we're done? done. done we're, for the we're done. The regular season's done and dusted this weekend. So cool. Um, so the, the propaganda is done. Um, has the Cowboys played the last game yet? No, nah, uh, they play Philadelphia on Monday morning. Nice, healthy win there. All right, um, hooroo, everyone, and we will be back very, very soon.